they've heard that before. Everyone says they can help people, right? So how do you pattern break what they're used to hearing in a way that gets them to say, this is the person for me? Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm Matt Rouse, and today my guest is Ryan Hanley. Ryan, how are you doing? Oh, it's great to be back on the show, man. I always enjoy our conversations. And as you just said before we went live here, we could have had the offline conversation for another two hours. So finally, we had to cut ourselves off and get to get to conversate and know. But it's 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 great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. So for the few of you who may not know who Ryan Hanley is, he was the author of Content Warfare. He owns Rogue Risk, which is an insurance agency in, I believe it's upstate New York. They do business insurance predominantly. And then I, I believe you also do PNC and some other stuff too, right? Yeah. So we have a couple specialties in commercial lines. Our focus is workers comp. That's what our specialty is. We write all lines, but where we can really help people is in their workers comp. And then I also have some programs for homeowners. So we write a ton of homeowners insurance and that just has come from building some relationships with carriers and helping people. So yeah, we, we write the full gambit. Actually, you know, it's funny from, from working in the marketing industry for so long or just having my one foot in the marketing industry, I've started writing the insurance for marketers around the country. So I got clients in Texas and New Hampshire all over the place because a lot of people, especially digital marketers, social media marketers, they don't carry insurance. And to get some of the bigger clients, you know, there's just some very common risks. And uh, it's been fun to kind of help, you know, friends and colleagues or people you kind of known from afar get their, their business insurance in line as well. So yeah. And is that like data loss insurance and that kind of thing? Yeah, there's there's two big ones for for marketing professionals. It's their professional liability, which, you know, if, if this may make sense to some people, it may not make others. There's there's really two main kinds of liability. There's general liability, which is like someone walks into your business and slips and falls. Well, most of us are working at home. That's not really a big issue. More importantly for marketers and any marketing consultants, anyone that runs courses or anything like that, when you are using your professional expertise as your product or part of your product, you have a, that is not covered under a standard insurance policy. You need a professional policy, which covers you for, so let's say, Matt, you were to tell me, Ryan, here is the best way to set up an email marketing campaign. Boom. Right. And I take your advice and I do it. And then a big client of mine sees it and cancels and says, you know what? That was, you know, I hated that. That offended me or you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, I could have potentially recourse to come back and say, Matt, the only reason that I did that was because you told me to do it. And I lost a hundred thousand dollar client. Like there needs to be an issue here. And just saying, well, you know, you didn't have to do it. That That's not good enough. So professional liability is what would pick that up. The other big one is cyber liability. And that's any attack on your business or using your business as a jump off point to attack someone else. That's all cyber liability. Again, not covered under a standard policy, you need a cyber policy. So these are just, none of this even for marketers is super expensive stuff, but a lot of them just don't know. And it, I never expected to write insurance for these people. It just has been fun to work with people, you know, work with some of these people that I've gotten to know around the country. So that's been cool. 
We actually did a episode about cyber liability insurance about, I think it was episode 96. I'd have to go back and check the actual number. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me right now because I have my notes about your podcast in front of me is what I'm looking at. The Ryan Hanley Show. Now, you guys talk about marketing and stuff usually in the insurance industry, but not predominantly, like, or, or not always, right? Not 100%. But you had a couple of people on, Chris Langell. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is that right? Langell, yep. Langell. And uh, also you had John Mason on. And both of those were people talking about insurance marketing, but not specifically just for insurance. Some of it is obviously things that you carry over to other service-based businesses, right? And, I mean, you were a little fired up about... <laughs> What you're talking about on there, right? And I mean, I was listening to it in the car and I was like swearing at the radio kind of thing, right? Because I'm like, some of these things are problems in every industry, right? Yeah. And so I, I didn't, I didn't prepare any questions. I didn't set anything up. I just, I listed those podcasts and I'm like, I'm going to get Ryan back on the show because we've got to talk about this. So I think number one, the biggest thing that, that hit me when you guys were first talking about it was people overcomplicating things in their business that don't matter. Like overcomplicated CRM systems and tracking systems that do 5,000 things, but they only need two of them. You know, having 600... Or they only use two of them. Yeah, or they only right? use two, of them. Yeah. two of them. I mean, you think about... Here's here's one that's, that, gets, that gets me every time is... Google Analytics, right? Google Analytics is an imperfect tool. We all know that, but it is a free and fairly robust tool. So imperfect, sure. Can you extract incredible amounts of data to help you, you know, align your business with the, your customers and your prospects? Absolutely. And no one does it. And it makes me nuts. It makes me absolutely crazy. The, the worst one, and this is a huge one for the insurance industry. And it's probably what you, what you heard. I, I rant a lot on my show. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like an hour long therapy session for me with whoever the guest is. So, but Chris and I in particular, we're talking about CRM systems and, and, and this constant need to be looking for the next CRM, the next CRM. If I can just get to this CRM, you know, and, and then you always have HubSpot out here as like this shining beacon that's going to take more money than you're, you know, unless you're a huge business or you really know how to use it it's probably not going to return a positive ROI for you for a long time. It's expensive. It's amazing. That's not a knock on Hub, HubSpot at all because I would love to use HubSpot, but at the same time, that also doesn't mean it's right for your business, but we're always chasing, 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 chasing. And we spend more time chasing a system than we do just doing the things that are going to make our business money. The HubSpot, SharpSpring, Infusionsoft, uh, Salesforce, all of these things, right? Amazing tools. I have yet to run into anyone who actually knows how to use most of those ones properly unless they actually work for them. You know, like around here, it's easy to find somebody who knows Salesforce because they have a Salesforce office like down the street from my house. But we had uh, recently, actually, they they had a connection, a, a website where they were connecting to Infusionsoft to run the membership for their website. And it was huge. It had tens of thousands of people that, that had memberships on this. When we dug into it, not only did their consultant, who was supposedly the Infusionsoft expert, really know how to do anything other than the stuff that you can find in the intro tutorials. You know, they just knew enough about it that they knew more than the client did. But it turns out the only thing they were using Infusionsoft for was they would export 
from their website all of the clients who had signed up and then they would use it to take payments. So we replaced their uh, $1,200 a month infusion soft with a $69 plugin one time. Right. So it's just like there's there's so much complexity in software and nine times out of 10, you could replace it with a notebook. You know, like it's just stuff that you just don't need. I still print out every lead that I get. I still print out a piece of paper and and I and and then eventually this gets recycled and becomes note paper. I use it a couple times. I did. You know, I don't want the people to think I'm not eco-friendly here, but you got to do what work. I, so Chris Langell, the guy you're talking about, he runs a website design and really it's a lot more than that. It's it's really his, his tool is a lot bigger than just a website. There's much more to it. But and he's been a buddy of mine for a long time. He actually wrote a tweet that I think is completely, completely across the board. But specifically, his was speaking in the insurance industry. It, it was just we don't sell insurance to sell insurance. And I think when you really think about what that means is you you do something so that you can have a life, right? Whether that life is travel or you like to eat or you like spend time with your spouse or your kids or your family or, or whatever your thing is, you know, whatever your thing is, you do the work so you can do the thing. And we, we get so caught up in, and this isn't like a life hack thing. This is more of just an, an optimization thing. We think about, well, geez, if I had this system, all of a sudden, all my wildest dreams would come true. That is just absolutely not the case. Every system you have to put time into. I mean, every single system you have to put time into. And I know two agents, three agents that run enormous insurance agencies off of Infusionsoft. Enormous. 500, 600,000 in premium a month. I know an agent that does a million a month. A million dollars in insurance premium a month using Infusionsoft as his primary tool. He also spends about $10,000 to $15,000 a month maintaining that system. So when you think about it, you know, I mean, he has a whole team of people that are making sure all the connections are still working, that are making sure everything's routing properly, that are making sure the copy is properly set up, making sure that triggers and tags are properly applied. You know, you can look at that and go, oh, wow, he's able to run his huge business off of this tool. And he is because it's it's possible to do that. But he also has invested the time and the attention and the energy. And he's you know, if you talk to these all three of these guys, they've spent years whiteboarding and building and trying and tearing down and rebuilding to get the systems to, to where they need to be. This isn't just like, oh, I bought Infusionsoft. Like, here we go. And, you know, I think that's the part that people miss is they think they're just going to buy this tool, plug it in and and they're off to the races. And it's just simply not the case. Yeah. And there's a cost of switching built in to those systems. There's actually two ways that the cost of switching is built in. Number one is how much time and effort it takes to get it set up and cost and all those things. So once you get it set up, you're like, I've got to use this thing because I spent all this time and money setting this thing up. But then also they're not, they're only designed to import. They're not designed to export, right? They're not designed to let you easily take your information out and put it into another system because that's what keeps you on the system. I don't know how many businesses that I've seen, especially like solopreneur businesses, you know, it's like one person or maybe a person, a couple of VAs or something, right? Running a business and 
they're like, well, okay, well, so this is my project management system over here. And then I've got this system that does my CRM stuff. And I've got this other system that, you know, for this thing, whatever, right? And they've got all these systems and they spend a couple hours a day working in those systems when they've only got about eight hours a day, if they're lucky to actually do real work. So you're looking at 25% of their billable time is disappeared right off the bat just because they have to use those systems when they could use a spreadsheet or a Google sheet or something to manage their project and to put their contacts in. See, but that doesn't put you on the panel at the conference talking about the sweet new tools that you're using to drive growth, right? And I think that's a big part of it is much like the clothes we wear, much like the sports teams that we root for, the tools we use as business professionals are an indication of who we are. They're, they're signaling to the world, you know, what type of professional we are. And I completely get that because I've fallen into that trap myself at times where I've seen things and I've, you know, and I even did a show or I said on one of my shows, I was talking about some of the mistakes that I made, you know, for, for those listening at home that, uh, well, most of you listening probably don't know this, but I launched my, insurance agency on March 9th of 2020, seven days before the state of New York went into like zombie lockdown. And that's not a great time to launch a business. And I had all these plans and it set up all this, you know, campaigns and I, you know, insult to injury. My first market I was going to attack was the fitness industry, which basically no longer exists. You know, so I had all these plans and all these tools I was going to use. And it all just blew up and I was for- forced to restart reexamining. Okay. What is actually going to work for me? What can I actually afford? What is going to provide me not just the functionality, but is going to give me my time back? Cause that's really what a CRM should be doing is it should be giving you your time back. It shouldn't be stealing your time. It should be helping you put time back into your life. And if it's not doing that, then maybe you are on the wrong system. And, and the truth is, what matters is you have a profitable business that is continuing to grow and provide you with the lifestyle that you actually want. If it's a spreadsheet, if it's a notebook, if it's, it doesn't matter. It, it, it legitimately does not matter. It may not be as sexy. You might, you know, you might not get at, get to ask to be on the roundup post for the, you know, whatever sexy tools in the industry people are using thing. You might not be in that, but. The counterculture side of it too is, is interesting. And I think that part of it, the ego part of it, I think is what captures most people. And none of us are above it. I just think that's a big part of it is I want to be a person that uses a tool like Infusionsoft because I think that says something about me. And that's just a dangerous trap. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing when I look at those tools and stuff, I mean, we have a bigger agency now, we have staff and stuff. So we use, actually, I don't mind telling you, we use Zoho One, which has a bunch of different tools in it. It's got a project management tool. Uh, we use the note. I actually use the notebook tool probably almost more than anything else. It has an internal company chat that we use pretty heavily instead of Slack, you know, so it's got all the tools we need pretty much in one place, which is nice. But we don't scratch the surface on the amount of features that are built into that thing. 
But for the cost, uh, you know, I think we pay a few thousand dollars a year for it. It does everything we need. You know, it's great. But before my current business, Hook SEO is a merger of two previous businesses. My previous business was called Oregon Voodoo. And we did website, web design and advertising, built that business up to almost $100,000 a year. And the entire business was run on one Excel sheet. So it was one Excel sheet with a few tabs. And I had like, this is the advertising tracking tab. This is the customer tracking tab. And like, that was it. I, I had Microsoft Office. That was the extent of my software, right? And you could still run a pretty big business with three or four small pieces of software that don't have massive subscription costs. And I mean, you got to pay for that, right? <laughs> it's, it's money just flowing out the door every month, right? And your burn rate gets pretty high. And I was talking to a guy who runs a business. They were doing about three or four million a year in affiliate marketing, uh, which is huge for affiliate marketing. But yeah, three, four million a year. And he said when he went through the bank accounts and stuff, they had almost like 60 or $70,000 going out the door with subscriptions. And he said when they tracked it back, it was almost all of it was stuff people started to use and stopped. And some of it was subscriptions for staff that didn't work there anymore. And nobody even knew that they had a subscription to it. And like just all this software, they were able to save over half that money just dumping subscriptions for software they never use, right? Once a quarter, I do that. So once a quarter, I pull up. So I, you know, in order to keep my finances square, I have a credit card that is just for business finance. That's all it's for. And I purposely push everything through there so that I can, to make it easy to track. And once a quarter, I print out the last three months worth of credit card expenses. And I just go through that exact exercise. What is this? Okay. Yeah. I still use this. Okay. Yep. Nope. This one I tried. I didn't like, okay, I'm going to get rid of that one. And as much as you think, and, and I've been doing that for years. I mean, this is something I literally, this is probably I've been doing that for five years, at least once a quarter. And every quarter I find two or three things that I signed up for that I tried that I don't use anymore. Or I look at them and I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'll tell you what's a big one for me is SEO software. So I'm constantly like signing up for SEM Rush or uh, AREFs because I think it's I love the information that I get from them. I mean, it's really interesting. But at the same time, I'm not doing hardcore SEO work every day. Like I'm not, you know, this isn't. I'm not a full-time SEO. I'm a content marketer who understands SEO that uses content that grows business. But do I need a hundred dollar a month SEO tool to do content marketing for an independent insurance agency? Probably not. So like, it's just one of those things. So let me tell you something from someone who is a full-time SEO. All of the SEO people are using the same tools doing the same research to get the same data because they get the same data from the same tools. And then, so they're all using like a refs, right. Or they're using SEM rush or Moz, right. That's pretty much the only three that anybody uses really much anymore. So they all get the same data. They're all doing the same keyword research and then they're all using the same tools to put out the content. And then they're all basically fighting each other to get the same results. And then they all use the same 50 people that are on, you know, Upwork or Fiverr to do the work. And they're reselling that to companies. And it just comes out as garbage. Like, I mean, it's just maybe they they're, they're like, well, we we moved up four positions on this keyword this week and six positions on this week, you know, and blah, 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 which is great. Except, you know, you're never going to be in the top three using the same tools and the same things that everybody else in the same industry is doing. 
It's just not going to happen, right? You know how many of those tracking tools I have right now that we have a subscription for? Zero. And we do SEO for a living because I just looked at it and I was like, I can get this data cheaper, right? Without all the bells and whistles of stuff we don't use. And I don't need all this extra crap because everybody, I can still use the keyword planner and Google AdWords for free, right? Nobody hardly uses that anymore. It's got all the same data, you know? I've got tracking software for specific customers if they want it, you know? But some of the tools that I use... I think probably the ones that I use the most for local, I use a tool called Local Viking, which you might want to take a look at. It's inexpensive. I think it's $29 a month. Local Viking will tell you how you rank on the map search in a radius around your business or any point on the map. So you could type in like insurance near me or something like that and say every mile for 13 miles around my business. I want to see where I rank for that term and it'll do it based on their location. And then you could track those locations and it comes with training that will teach you how to improve the SEO for your map locations. It's amazing, right? It's a great tool. There's another tool that's called Surfer SEO and what Surfer does is say you wanted to put in something like upstate New York insurance or something like that, or business insurance, New York, right? It'll take the top 10 ranking articles about that topic on Google. And then it will basically analyze them and average them and tell you when you write an article, if you want it to rank in the top 10, you need to have this many heading tags, this many times, this many uses of this word, this keyword in this phrase, you need to ask these questions and you can write it. And it gives you a thing where you can, you can write the article and it'll make sure that you've checked all the points you need for your content to be in that kind of top 10 position, excluding offsite factors, right? So it doesn't count backlinks and stuff like that. We're just talking straight content. So those two tools, I mean, we pay 60 bucks a month for those tools. You can't even buy an Ahrefs account for 60 bucks, right? And then the rest of what we do, besides stuff that's kind of in-house stuff that we don't talk about, is, you know, the rest of it is all copywriting for the most part. I mean, it's how do we write a good press release? How do we write a good article? Where do we get these things posted for people, right? So that we can get backlinks and how do we get people on podcasts and, you know, all the stuff that we need to, to generate SEO. And none of that has to do with keyword research. None of it has to do with like, here's the thing about keyword research that drives me crazy, not to go off on an SEO tangent too much. But if you look in the tool and it says, well, this gets 50 searches a month and this gets 500 searches a month. So I'm going to do this 500 word a month keyword search. That's the keyword I'm going to write an article about because it gets all the traffic. What you should be saying is, what's the keyword that's not listed here that people are going to be searching for? That's the magic, right? Because nobody's targeted that keyword because it's not in the tool. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So if you can find a way to do that. And the other thing is, is you can use your copywriting to kind of get yourself ahead of the game, especially when it comes to advertising. The perfect example, I still remember this one. We've been using this this style of copywriting for years is we had a client who does massages, right? Or just a massage therapist. And we changed our ad to say, have you tried massage 2.0? which immediately says everybody else is the old massage. Our person is the new massage, right? Another one, and this one actually I, I learned from uh, Molly at Digital Marketer, is using the term like, have you graduated to, 
and then whatever your business is, right? So to be like, have you graduated from regular business insurance to risk management yet? Maybe it's time you thought about talking to someone at Rogue Risk, right? And saying, because now you've immediately said every other competitor who says they sell business insurance is is they're just doing business insurance, but you're doing risk management. So now you're something new and better. I love copywriting stuff. Yeah. Copywriting is the whole game. I got a buddy, Nick Ayers, and he just crushes it. He just reads and writes and reads and writes. And if you look at his Facebook feed, you'll see he's constantly testing different. He's writing articles that have nothing to do with his business or really anything in different. And he's, it's just him testing, copy, testing, copy, testing, copy. And it's a game changer. I mean, he's, he, so he runs a video marketing course in the insurance industry called made you look video marketing. And it's really good. It teaches you how to do YouTube ads and stuff. And it's cool. And he says over and over and over again in there, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. Like everyone gets caught up on what kind of camera you have. And the he's like, you know, you can't look like a schmo. But other than that, it's what you say. It's what you say. Did, did the words get someone to click the button? Because the imagery is cool and it might get it might you want to do like a pattern break to get them to listen to you. But after that, it's the words. The words have to convince them to click the button. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what you know, everything else doesn't matter. So um, I couldn't agree with you more on the copy. It's just like the the looking at your website before I was like, I read it and immediately I was like, I'm pretty sure that Ryan's read story brand, right? Because you've got that kind of breakdown on it of business insurance is confusing, time consuming and costly. We fix these problems. That's it. Right. And Carrie and I actually were just talking about this on the podcast the other day when we were recording our hundredth episode yesterday. We were talking about elevator pitches a little bit. Right. And how people sort of like the elevator pitch can get lost in like this turn into this meaningless thing. Right. If you say, hey, what what does your business do? And they go, oh, well, you know, we help people achieve their dreams. You know, that's it's meaningless. Right. Everybody is trying to help everybody achieve their dreams. Or they say they're like, we're passionate about what we do. Then you find out they like sell toasters or something. And you're like, fuck off. You're not passionate about toasters, right? Also, no one gives two flying shits if you're passionate about what you do. No one cares. You've got to say, what is the problem that you're solving? How do you solve it? And then, you know, you can add in all of the other stuff about passion and, and whatever, right? Later. But... I mean, you gotta get down to it. You gotta say, look, this is what I do. And you know what? This drives me crazy in the insurance business. I've had tons of insurance clients over the years. Okay. And then they kind of come and go because agencies get purchased, right? Or they, you know, like I had a couple where the business partners or the husband wife ran it and they had a divorce, whatever. Right. So it happens, but here's the same things happen all the time, right? They come to us, they say, I need, Google ads because my buddy runs an insurance agency in another place and he runs Google ads. He says it works. So I need Google ads too. Right. So then we go, well, Hey, why don't we actually look at your website and look at your messaging and look at your branding and look at all of these things and say, do, is there anything here we need to fix before we do Google ads? And generally they always say, no, I just want some Google ads kind of thing. Right. And I mean, we've kind of got over that that hurdle at this point in our business, we're like, okay, well, you know, we're not going to work with you. But (laughs) the thing that it needs to be is like, you know, that shiny object syndrome, right? That you talk about all the time where people are like, well, 
I saw a Facebook ad for Jim's agency down the road. So I got to have a Facebook ad too. And then they make a Facebook ad that looks exactly the same. Like it's worthless, right? It's, it's worthless to just duplicate everything everyone else is doing. And I shouldn't say it's completely worthless. I mean, yeah, you'll probably get a few clients, not profitably, but you know, good luck with that. <laughs> no, no, you got a pattern break. You have to pattern break. If, if, if there's anything that I've learned about copywriting, about video marketing, advertising, you have to pattern break or the ad is worthless. When you look at the old ads. So I love looking at old ads, like real, like Mad Men style. When you would spend, I mean, $5,000 may mean a lot of money today. I mean, it'd probably be $100,000 on an ad today in, in real dollars, but you would spend as a business a really large amount of money. And the guy would come back with seven words. And, but those seven words would be perfect. And they would make you money because they broke the, they got, they got your customer thinking what's in it for me in a way that doesn't sound like any other business I've ever heard. So I'm going to buy your product. That's what it is. But if it looks like everything I've ever heard before, if it's what's important to you, and I, and, and this is something that I always have to catch myself on because it's so easy to talk in terms of me. You know, like I know, I'd say 70% of the businesses out there, if I were to work with them, I could save them money on their workers' comp. 70%, 7 out of 10, I could get substantial savings on their comp. No one gives a crap unless I can put that in terms that mean something to them. How do I make, how do I make a business owner go? Cause they've heard that before. Everyone says they can help people, right? So how do you pattern break what they're used to hearing in a way that gets them to say, this is the person for me. And, and that's, that's why copywriting is, is an underappreciated yet incredibly valuable skill is just the ability to do that, the ability to look at a business and come up with a series of words that disrupts the standard thinking of a prospect and gets them to click a button, gets them to choose your business. It's it's invaluable. It's absolutely invaluable. Yeah, copywriting is is basically everything these days. I mean, you have to be creating content. And we, you know, you were talking on your podcast of saying like, are you a marketer first and an agency owner second? And, you know, an insurance salesman kind of third, right? Or are you like a content distribution house or like hype man, I think was one of the words that you used, right? Like I'm the hype man. Oh yeah. Well, I said that in, in my preferred world, I am just agency hype man. That's my, that is my, my preferred state. Most companies are not thinking about that, right? They're like, here's the average insurance ad that I see, right? I'll get, if I even get any, which is crazy to me, right? But because I'm totally in the target market, right? I'm a business owner. I got a young kid. I got a family. I got a house. I got multiple vehicles. I got like every insurance person on the planet should be advertising to me, right? But I get zero and I'm online all day long, every single day on every platform. So that's already a failure. Number two, all of them are doing pay-per-click ads because they want attribution. They want to say, if somebody clicked this ad and I got a phone call, tell me how many clicks I got for my 500 bucks a month I spent. What they should be saying is, how can I reach the people who are in my target market and have that connection with those people, build a relationship with them, have them get to know me, have like tell them how I can help them. How can I solve their problems and all of those things? Everybody has a phone in their pocket and you on video talking to them is face to face with that person and no one's doing it. Right. 
I shouldn't say no one. I mean, I've seen some of your stuff online, right? Yeah, there's some. You know what I ended up getting? I got this a couple weeks ago because GoPros are so cheap. The GoPro 8 with the little microphone attachment, this whole setup right here cost me like 400 bucks total. This gives me stable, portable, good sounding, good looking video that I can literally look how small this package. I mean, I don't know if people are watching this or whatever, but this little contraption with the extender and the GoPro and the microphone, it can't be nine inches long and it, it weighs nothing. I can take it everywhere with me and, and I can create video anytime with this now, anytime. And it's stabilized. It, you don't need some crazy contraption on your phone. It's just bam, pop this up, whack, hit my video. I can do some B-roll if I want, throw it together. And, and you're creating video all the time. And this is, if you're in business and you can't splurge for a $400 create anytime video tool, then you have much bigger problems and you shouldn't even be thinking about this stuff. <laughs> Right. They only buy once. It's not a subscription. Yeah, yeah. You only have to buy once. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. You, this isn't like $400 a month. This is one time 400 bucks. And I, I just say to myself, like, this is why there's so much opportunity. It's why I've started to get into YouTube ads more. I, you know, I, I create tremendous amounts of video. I mean, yeah, YouTube ads are tremendous. And, and then the ability to, the thing I like about YouTube ads too is, gives you, you have so much ability to remarket the people who click on the YouTube ads, who watch the YouTube ads. You have all that ability because it's, it's creating all these audiences off of the, people's interaction with your videos. And if you do it right, you're only getting charged for 30 second watches, which means they've still heard the first 30 seconds of your message at least. So even if, even if they're not clicking, they're hearing what you're saying. They're hearing it. And you're getting those impressions. So I think YouTube is is a, a, a undiscovered country for a lot of industries. A lot. Of, I mean, sure, the, you know, invest in my passive income scheme, guys, like those people have that unlock. But I think every other industry, there's tremendous potential that's untapped. I'll tell you something crazy about YouTube ads. So I work with a, a brokerage that's in like the luxury real estate neighborhood. We spent some time with uh, him and, and he, he has a video guy who helps him produce his ads and stuff. We made two six second video spots for bumper ads, right? And a bumper ad on YouTube is six seconds. It plays before a video starts. You can't skip it. Okay. But all we did is we set the geographics, the, the geographic targeting to the entire city that he works in. Right. And we ran two different videos and we were getting those videos shown at about 12 cent CPMs. So for 12 cents, not even a dollar, right? We were getting to show those a thousand times. And by running those ads for $2 a day for a year, everywhere that guy goes, somebody says, hey, you're that guy from TV because people watch YouTube on their television now, right? They don't just watch it on their phone or their computer anymore. It's just another TV channel. It's like ABC, CBS, Netflix, and then it's YouTube. Yes. Wow. I love that. I haven't even thought about that. So everybody knows this guy. They're like, oh, you're the guy who had, he had, he had a cool car in it, right? With his logo and stuff on the side of the car. He's like, oh, you're the guy in the BMW from the commercial, right? Did he see, I mean, could he attribute back any kind, not directly, obviously, but could he contribute, attribute back like growth in his business to the, to the brand awareness? Did he see brand awareness from it? Absolutely. I mean, he could, well, I mean, the idea is 
everybody knows him and everyone knows that he's a real estate agent. And you know, the worst thing to happen is if you're a real estate agent is when your buddy comes up to you and says, Hey, my, my sister just bought a house. And you're like, you didn't use me as your real estate agent, right? That is never a problem for this guy, right? Everybody in the whole city knows that he is a real estate agent and everybody knows that he's a luxury real estate agent, right? And his logo is on the car that they see repeatedly. So then they also see the signs around town, you know, the for sale signs with the same logo on it. And they go, oh yeah, that's that guy I saw on TV. So yeah, video, absolutely Wow, I've taken so many notes already. I hope everyone at home was doing the same. I have local Viking. I have super surfer SEO. I have six second bumper YouTube ad, which I'm absolutely going to do because I love that idea. And have you graduated too? And I, and then I'm going to expand on all the things that you can do from that. That's four really solid notes. This is why I love podcasting in general because we all just get free consulting work from having these conversations and everybody who listens to podcasts regularly are intelligent good-looking people so yes and and by listening to this show all your wildest dreams will come true i promise guaranteed all of your dreams will come true. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show. I know we have a hard stop here right now, but uh, we'll have to have you on again soon because it's always a good conversation. I love it. Oh, yeah, dude. I love coming on the show. Thank you so much. And to everyone at, at home listening, just thank you. This, this format, just this is the last thing I'll say before we sign off. This format, the podcast format has changed my life not just as a podcast producer, but as a podcast listener. And I think we all should be very thankful that this has become a widespread thing because I listen to, well, I'm not going to share. I'm not going to share. <laughs> I don't want to get you in any more trouble than I did the last time I was on the show. So just listening to people, having conversations like this, this is amazing stuff. And, uh, and I always appreciate it. So thank you. Thanks, Ryan. And Ryan's show is the Ryan Hanley show is your podcast and rogue risk is rogue risk.com. You can always get our show notes at hookseo.com slash podcast. And we'll see you all next time. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.